This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, this is Natasha Staniszewski, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. Welcome to the podcast, number one. Thank you. You know, you've got quite the audience there at TSN, but before we get into your TSN days, let's talk about your beginning, because you have a degree in business, and then you went into sports. Can you kind of tell us how that all came to be? For sure. Um, When I was growing up, I remember in high school actually thinking that I would love to try to be a sports anchor or reporter. I grew up playing sports. I watched them all the time. I was an Oilers fan. I was an Eskimos fan. So I thought it would sort of be a fun thing to do, but I didn't think I could actually do it. Like it didn't seem like a serious sort of avenue to take. So when I graduated high school, instead of going to broadcasting school, I went to university and I got a commerce degree because it seemed like the practical, smart thing to do that would get me a job. And that would pay me a decent salary. So I did that, spent four years in school, found a job. And after three or four years of working this desk job, I realized I was pretty miserable. It was not my thing at all and sort of decided to just take a leap of faith. I remember watching a couple of the ladies on some of the sports channels and I kind of had an aha moment and thought if they're doing it, why can't I? And so I quit my job, went back to school And long story short, here I am. So what was that like? Because, I mean, I'm 25 now and I'm just finishing up. I can't imagine going back to do another three or four years doing something completely different. Yeah, it was a pretty scary decision to make. I had just bought a new condo and my job was pretty safe and secure and I had good benefits and all that kind of stuff. So to quit all of that and to go back to school felt like a really scary decision at the time. Once I made it, I mean, now you look back and it feels like a no-brainer, but at the moment it was hard. And yeah, it wasn't easy going back to school, that's for sure. I was sort of the old one compared to everybody else who was in my class. Most people were right out of high school, 18. So I was definitely sort of the veteran in the group. But the program was only uh, two years, so it was sort of one of the shorter programs. And I had my degree to fall back on in case the TV business didn't work out. So it wasn't easy going back but definitely worth it. Where did you get your first kind of big break? I feel like every job that I got was a (laughs) bit of a break in a weird way. My first actual job was at CTV Yorkton. I took a news job there and I feel like getting that first job is sometimes the hardest thing to do. So that was sort of a break that I, I got an actual paying job where I was on camera and not just behind the scenes. My, I guess my next sports break would be getting hired at CTV Saskatoon where I did the six o'clock and the 11 o'clock sports 
there. That was one of my bigger breaks, I would say. It was one of the biggest, sort of a bigger market for me. And I was covering the Blades, the WHL hockey team, and we covered a lot of riders. So that was a big break for me. And then obviously, TSN was a whole other break on a whole other level. Because TSN is the big platform. That's how people get to know you. I, I know doing some research on YouTube, they've showed your kind of first break. They've showed you with CTV Edmonton at some points, your first time at TSN. And I thought, like, this is interesting that someone is keeping track of all this. Because, I mean, when you look back at it years later, you might say, like, oh, I can't believe I, I, I look like that or I did that. But it, it all led to where you're to now. So, I mean, it's something. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you learn so much along the way, writing highlights, shooting highlights, editing, doing all of that stuff. And I mean, Mark Millier, who is the vice president of TSN or the president now, I can't keep track of all of his promotions. But I mean, I was sending tapes of myself to him probably when I was like really early in my career, even Prince Albert, Saskatchewan and Saskatoon. I remember sending him tapes, asking him for feedback. So I think he was always sort of keeping an eye on me throughout my sort of my career in Saskatchewan and then of course in Edmonton that's where I kind of bumped into him and they needed somebody to cover Jennifer Hedger's maternity leave and that's how it all started that's that's how I ended up here it's like watching a hockey game you you see the score but then when someone comes out with a detail after like example you watch Toronto beat Boston but then when someone says they swept the series you don't even notice until someone tells you and it was the same of, we've watched you and Kate Burness in the morning doing the shows, and then all of a sudden, when I read it on Wikipedia, that it's the first time TSN has had a duo female host, two of them together, and I thought, like, really? First time ever? I mean, that's got to be quite the accomplishment, to, or the, you know, the feather in your hat right there. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, because people will bring it up to me quite often, and when we first started together, it it didn't really seem like that big of a deal. Like it did, but it didn't. It was more just Kate and I were both good broadcasters. We had good chemistry, which is the most important thing of all, whether you're a man or a woman or whatever. Chemistry, I think, is the biggest thing. And we just had it. And so we made a, we made a good team. So the fact that we just happened to be two women, yes, I guess it is sort of a cool thing an important thing that that there's two women up there together consistently for the first time but I don't think it was something we were necessarily planning for or gunning for it just sort of happened that way and the fact that it did now looking at it is pretty awesome do you remember your first time hosting the sports center or the sports desk I do actually uh, my six months and the anniversary of my first show was just um, two nights ago, actually. And I was anchoring with Brian Mudrick, which was kind of neat because when I was deciding whether or not I should go back to school, you have to do sort of a, a job shadow before they'll before they'll let you in. So I called up CTV and Brian Mudrick was working in Edmonton at the time. And I ended up job shadowing him for a night. And then it was sort of full circle because when my first shift at TSN, Brian was now working at TSN and we anchored or I anchored with him for my first shift. So it was pretty neat that I job shadowed him so many years ago. And then bam, my first shift on TSN was with him. It makes the full way around. I'm just trying to think if it was, totally. I'm just trying to th- remember if it was you or if it was, it could have been someone else that was just beginning, but I just want to see if it kind of coincides with the story. But 
I believe it was Dan O'Toole was hosting, or it could have actually, it could have been Jay. It might have been Jay, but one one of them was hosting, and I remember it was someone else. There was a female employee that was hosting with him, and he was kind of making fun of the fact that it was a Friday, it was an off day, because that's just how they are as characters. They're just kind of like calling it in day or something. And I believe it was yeah. you that was hosting with him, and I just looked at your face, and I was like, she's reading off him, she's doing a good job, but it looks like at sometimes you're just kind of curious, like, are we allowed to even do this? Are we allowed to say that it's an off day here? And he just kind of looked at you. I was like, yeah, it's Friday. It's a fun day. And you were kind of like, oh, okay. That's that's cool. Sure. It was probably mail it in Friday. Yeah. What I'm thinking. And I, I think it was with Jay. Yeah. I mean, Jay and Dan sort of pushed the limits in a lot of <laughs> different ways. And when I started at TSN, I was so nervous and I was so green and I was so, I just wanted to put my head down and do my job and stick to the script and not do anything wrong ever, right? So anchoring with them would kind of help me out of my comfort zone a little bit because they were so much more relaxed up there and they were jokey and I learned a lot from them. It's 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 okay to be funny and it's okay to be more relaxed and people at home, I think, connect with you a lot better when you sort of talk to them and just act like you're watching the highlights with them in their living room. Yeah, because I mean, there's so many different dynamics you see on TSN. Like, I mean, you have guys like James Duffy that come across you. They they have their odd jokes, but you see that they're very kind of warm hearted, but serious at their job. You have guys like Bob McKenzie and Darren Dreger, who I'm sure outside of the TV aspect, they're they're nice people, but they come across very serious, very. These are the facts. This is what I think. There you go. Then you have like your on rights, you have your Natasha's, your Capernesses, and that's the thing that I kind of think is kind of cool and admire about the TSN aspect is like, you and Kate do really well together, but there are times that you know okay, they're giving you a serious story they're giving highlights, but at the same time they know whether it be at the beginning of a show middle or end, you do have that kind of comfort zone of getting in a joke or getting in a little bit of teaser at each other's expense Right, yep, I think the biggest thing is The more you can be yourself up there, the better anchor you will be. Don't try to be funny if you're not funny, but at the same time, you have to somehow remember to be entertaining when you're up there. But yeah, I mean, our job is not necessarily, as anchors, our job is not necessarily to be making jokes or to be giving our opinions. It's to be reporting the news. So there's sort of a fine line there between trying to be funny and make people laugh and giving your opinion and and just giving people the highlights and the scores because at the end of the day I think people want that information right so you don't want to go overboard one way or another getting into now the kind of the women in the media aspect of it I I just want to know what's your take on social media like Twitter and Facebook because some people like the fact that you can be more it gives you a kind of a loop to be more I guess more of your personality can be displayed on these media sites, but then other people are kind of looking at it and saying, no, you should be professional on those kind of devices. What's your take on it? I think there are no rules, really. I don't, I don't think when it comes to it yet, it's still such a new thing. It feels like to me anyways, like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and trying to sort of figure out what your brand is and what that even means and what you want to put out there. It just depends, really. Some people are super private and don't put anything up on Instagram or Twitter. Other people put everything up there, right? And, and they like talking to fans. It's, I don't know. I'm, I'm still, to be honest, I'm kind of trying to figure out how much I want to post on there 
as well. You know, it is nice to connect with people sometimes, but other times I just don't want anybody to know what I'm doing ever, you know? <laughs> so it's just sort of, sort of navigating through it and figuring out how much of a presence you want to be on there. The reason I bring it up, and this is just uh, uh, my based opinion on it, is it seems like women have come such a long way in the media to begin with, but there are times that you will read a story or you will see something on Twitter and you're thinking, would it be the same if a man or, or a male broadcaster tweeted out? Like, I, I'll give you the example that I look at, and this isn't a true story, but it's I'm looking at it as saying, if James Duthie tweeted out one night wearing a Leafs jersey and he said, go Leafs, go. You'd be looking at that and saying, wait a minute, like he's supposed to be impartial, but at the same time is that's his own Twitter. He's allowed to be a fan of a team. Right. And a few few people do that, but I noticed that Kate Burness, for example, will claim that she's a Chicago Bears fan, or at times you'll see her rooting for a certain team, and then you'll see the backlash that some people will give her of saying, hold up now, you're a sports anchor, shouldn't you be impartial? But I mean, she's still a person. You still have a team right. to go for. So what, what's your take on that? Yeah, I. if you look at my social media, I have a couple pictures of their me uh, up there with me in an Oiler jersey <laughs> because I'm a huge Oiler fan and I'm not going to hide that or apologize for it. Now, I think there's different... When I'm anchoring the show, I can't be outwardly cheering for the Oilers. Like, I think people know I'm an Ed- Edmonton fan and I don't hide it, but... You can't, like I said, you can't be cheering for them while you're reading the highlights. But I think at the same time, those people who are like, oh, we have to be impartial. No, I think most people like, they obviously were sports fans. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this job. We all have our teams that we cheer for. So as long as, again, there's a bit of a balance, I think we are allowed to cheer for the teams that we like. I think people at home like it. I think they like it when they see that we have... Um, certain teams that we cheer for. We just have to be careful about it, I guess, how outspoken we are. Again, there's a line, I guess, that you can't really cross. I feel like when the Oilers were really bad three (laughs) or four or five or six years ago, I could cheer for them and nobody would really care because they were so bad. Now that they're actually good, I feel like I have to be a little bit more careful with what I say on the show. Well, yeah, it's like if you're reading a highlight, you can't say uh, one minute like, oh, McDavid scores and it's 3-1 next minute and then go like, and then Drew came down the other way and scored and then made 3-2. Some would say, oh, well, we know who she's going for. Yeah. But the other aspect I want to bring up, too, about this whole conversation is you mentioned earlier that you got into the sports side of things because you've seen female broadcasters do the job and you said, well, I can't die. Like, I can do that, too. Can you name a few that kind of inspired you good question when i was the one that i guess stood out more than others was martine guyard who works for sportsnet now she was kind of the one that i remember the most back in the day and i don't really remember that many other women who were doing sports at the time i sure i'm sure that there were i just don't remember all of them she was the one i remember lisa bose in calgary as well i remember her name floating around but I guess that's what sort of stopped me from doing it in high school because there weren't that many women doing it so I was reluctant to try it so but they were they were a few of the ones that I sort of noticed do you feel in this day and age that there are more women making that kind of career choice to do broadcasting yes for sure if you look at even our anchors 
I think there might be actually more women than men right now. So I don't think I don't think women are hesitating to get into it like they might have been hesitating in past years. Do you feel like in the workplace kind of dynamic that women are treated fairly or treated the same as men today in the workplace? I would say yes. I feel my experience I I really don't have many bad stories or bad experiences to relay at all. I feel like women are treated equally. Do you find cuz we mentioned about the social media aspect too, do you find that uh, some people come maybe after you on Twitter about certain things and how would you how do you handle that if there are people that come after you and say such things as negative remarks? You just learn to grow thicker skin basically. <laughs> Yeah, when people make fun of your hair or your clothes or how much you weigh or whatever it is. I mean, that kind of stuff used to really bother me in the beginning, but now you just have to remember what kind of people would actually bother to make those sorts of comments. Probably not the nicest people around who really cares what they say and and you really do get thicker skin. And I think actually in that regard, I think the men get it as bad as the women from viewers, you know, appearance-wise. I don't know. It's just trolls out there making ridiculous comments. So the less you pay attention to it, the better off you'll be, which is easier said than done sometimes. Don't get me wrong. There are comments once in a while that still upset me, but for the most part, they don't bother me anymore. What do you feel about when it could be, mostly I think think it's fans that usually do it more often, but when they kind of do the whole victim shaming towards a, a female broadcaster, like I've noticed a few times over the years, I think there was, I can't remember the actual the name of the person or what it was about, but they had a female broadcaster sit down and had a male kind of read out the comments that she receives on a daily basis. And you yeah. could see that he was very uncomfortable reading out the comments. Uh, she was kind of telling him like, no, this is what I get daily, but she was kind of in tears. But like when you see that kind of stuff, what comes to mind to you? Do you, do you get a little bit angry about it or do you feel like women have to rise above that? Yeah, I loved, I know exactly what you're talking about. I loved that promotion or I don't know what, what how to describe it, but I loved that piece so much because I just, I don't think people realize how badly their words can hurt sometimes and they're anonymous and they can say whatever they want. And it was really, it was really disgusting to watch. Actually, I'm sure you felt the same way, but those tweets were really, were very realistic and I've had some like that too. And they're awful. And I wish people, men and women, understood or realized how idiotic it is to make comments like that. But uh, yeah, those type of people, I don't know. It's sad to think that there's type of, those kind of people out there who would make comments like that. I feel women get more of a target on their back than males just because it's always kind of been like a male-oriented industry. But now when you see more females doing well in the job and now even some females have the higher power to hire and fire for example at tsn there's stephanie that uh, i've met but they work their way to the top and it's more of a respectable factor so when you see that kind of tweets and messages it is upsetting because they're not doing anything wrong they're doing the same thing as a man did to get the job exactly Yeah, it just, I guess it goes to show how insecure and how threatened some men feel about it all. (laughs) You would think in this day and age wouldn't be like that, but it's 
it totally still is actually and it's uh, that's why I guess I like that little promotion so much because I think it was pretty eye-opening for a lot of men to see the messages and the tweets that women get sometimes and how cruel how absolutely cruel they are for no reason when you were mentioning your time with CTV what were some of the highlights of working with your CTV back home in Edmonton the highlights well I mean basically covering the teams that I grew up watching it was really cool for me to go to other practice and be covering games and talking to the players just to be covering an NHL team never mind my hometown team was awesome same thing with the Eskimos I covered a great cuts there which was great I was on the field on the sidelines during games which was an, an unreal experience I love university sports so that was fun too covering the Bears and the Pandas and Juve has such a great program there and they've won so many national championships the hockey teams and the basketball teams the volleyball was so big when I was there so covering university sports was awesome too and curling I love curling and so many great curlers have come from Edmonton so that was a bit of a thrill for me as well and it's not surprising that you like the the sports you mentioned because at your time in I believe it was high school or university you were also a an athlete yes yep not a very good one but (laughs) I did play I played soccer was my first sport Uh, that's what I started playing that when I was I don't know six or seven and then throughout high school I played volleyball and basketball as well and my grade 12 team won uh, provincials in high school that's that's my big claim to fame is (laughs) is high school 3A provincials and that that's about it for me as an athlete I never played hockey but my brother always played so I was kind of always being dragged around from rink to rink watching him play and of course the Oilers that's where my my love of hockey came from when you get compliments from both male and female on your tenure at TSN do you feel like that's an accomplishment for women everywhere what a good question I didn't I it is yes and I didn't realize that until after like you mentioned before Kate and I are the first team of of women to be doing you know that loop show consistently I didn't really think much of it until we were in that spot for a while and when people come up to me to say hi on the streets or whatever a lot of them would say you're you're such an inspiration for my daughter or even my son or whoever we love watching you it's awesome that there's two women up there and so many people mention it like I said I I rarely think about that anymore but the fact that so many people mention it to me all the time has sort of made me realize it is kind of a big deal bigger for other people even than than it is for me like I said I I just think we are both good broadcasters and we have chemistry and that's all there is to it but I suppose on a grander scale it is it is pretty cool that it's it's two women doing it together yeah because I mean the way that I look at it and this is coming from a male kind of perspective of it as as well is when you were just mentioning about when you got involved in sports journalism or wanted to become an anchor you said that there was very few at the time that were involved in it or in that kind of leading role. But now when you look at it, when you have yourself and Kate and guys like me wake up every day watching TSN and seeing it, or even young girls watching you on TV, there, there's more of them out there now that they feel like if it's an, if they can be a Kate Burness or a Natasha or maybe someone that they, like Elisa Laflamme or Wendy Mesley, it's, there's more of them out there that they can inspire to be and be the next one of those. For sure. Yep, for sure. It's it's we're right there on your TV screen. So it's true. I guess when people wake up in the morning and they see us on there, I mean, I think people are used to it by now to see two women up there. But when it first 
began, I, I guess it was sort of a, a weird thing for people to see at first. But now it's, you know, as long as we know what we're talking about, that's all that matters to people. They want their scores and highlights and that's it. <laughs> and the last question I'll leave you with is if you have any advice to give to women who want to be in broadcasting, what would it be? My advice would be, I would give this to women or men, and I said it before, just get to know who you are and get to and learn the better you are at being yourself, the better you will be, if that makes sense. There's a lot of people around you telling you, fans, viewers, bosses, family, oh, you should do it this way or do it this way or don't wear that or don't do your hair like this or you're too loud or you're too quiet or you're too funny or too serious, whatever. You just have to stick with being who you are and get really good at being that. And I think that will help you be more natural on TV. And be prepared to work hard because it's not easy. If you want to get all the way to TSN or ESPN or wherever you want to go, it's, it's, it's not easy. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Natasha Staniszewski for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin myself, this is Jacob saying, thanks for listening, and good night. It is your favorite girl. That's right, it's the Ali Mars. The one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.